Welcome to the Sports by Fry channel. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Fry and today I'm going to be discussing everything AFL Fantasy from round 14. Um, we will not be talking much about my team because I had a fucking stinker. Sorry for the language, but there is no other way to explain what happened at Large Fries and Coke HQ this weekend. This honestly might have been my worst game ever. I scored under 1400, which uh, gives you some idea of the carnage that I went through, but believe it or not, I'm actually in an okay headspace, uh, knowing that a lot of other coaches um, did bad as well this week, and the fact that the buyers are done and dusted, my team looks okay, um, they have me in, put me in good stead, but God, round 14 was tough. Fingers crossed uh, your scores this round were a little bit better than mine. But let me dive in and show you exactly uh, what unfolded with my A-team. So even though technically uh, I did just say my A-team, I actually was able to only able to field 17 this week after my trades. Um, yeah, 13.71. Um, not very happy at all. Still have a little bit of money in my bank account, so I can have a little bit of a play this week. But... Yeah, it's pushed my ranking down to just barely inside the top 15,000, which is up 5k from where I was when the buys started. So, you know, worst things could happen. Um, 40,000th this week I scored. That was my score out of everyone in the competition. I was the 40,293rd best fantasy player. But to see that there was nearly 100,000 um, fantasy coaches that were worse off than me makes me feel a little bit better. Um, the buy rounds have definitely won this year. Um, I don't know many people that have escaped at least one week of brutal carnage. So, yeah. So, okay, they're done now. So, let me uh, unpack what exactly happened this week. Um, Whitfield, who I traded in, was good. Had a 93 for me, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I had a lot of my defenders out. So, you know, what are you going to do? Elliot EO was awesome. Um, <laughs> Tom Mitchell, who was my captain, was not. Um, a lot of people were burnt by that. We thought we were in for fireworks down in Tassie, but wasn't meant to be. Um, Zach Merritt was good. Robbie Gray is definitely on the chopping block after another 60. Um, pretty shithouse effort there. Um, Guelphie, it might be time to go. Ahern probably still has a few more weeks growth in him, and Sidebottom was good as well. Um, disappointing from Steph Martin. I brought him in, and he only scored a 67 for me. Um, but Maxi gone once again in the rucks was bang on about 110, 115. So I'll take that. He'll probably, might even be my captain this week. Uh, who knows? I'll talk about that a bit later on. Um, my forward line was just the epitome of average. Um, a couple of shitty Eagles rookie scores hurt me, but everyone else failed to go over 70, which was a real bummer. Wingard as well, who I traded in, uh, didn't have the hottest game. But, you know, those things happen. Um, yeah, spewing. That was a really, really bad week at the office, 1371. But it's okay. Things are looking up. Um, we're back to fielding a full 22, and I've got a little bit of money to play with for my trades this week. So could be worse. Not much worse, but it definitely could be worse. Enough of my team. Let's dig into some positives. Let's start talking some good stuff. Uh, there were actually players out there who did have good weekends. Uh, none of them were on my team, but... If you were one of the people who made the investment in Josh Kelly this week, uh, you got immediate rewards. He dropped a massive 138 against the Lions, uh, one of the better scores this round. And look, at the moment, he almost is a must-have. So if you got him last week, kudos. It'd be nice to have him in your side. Um, he's someone who's definitely on my radar. And if he's not in your team, then look at getting him in ASAP. 
Someone who might not be in your teams anymore, you might have started the year with him, but Jaeger Amira has Jaeger, Jaeger, J-Lo, Jaeger or Jaeger? Jaeger. Jaeger, I thought so. I don't know why, but I always say Jaeger, but I remember... I know him, I know him, so it's Jaeger. I remember reading and hearing that it's meant to be Jaeger, so Jaeger it is. Amira had a good week, um, dropped a 120 on us, which was nice to see for those who, those few of you who might still have him in your side. Look, at under 650 grand, you could definitely spend your money worse, so... Yeah, he's not on my radar. It's probably a bit of a too risky for me, but yeah, worth keeping an eye on. If he keeps up these scores, he could be an awesome, unique type of dude. Last, but definitely not least, um, there's nothing unique about Cade Simpson. He's in over 30% of teams. Um, look, he's on the radar again for me this week. I think he's gonna be a top six defender, barring anything crazy, and look, he might even finish in the top three. So if you're looking for a defensive upgrade and you're willing to spend top dollar, if you've already got Yoey and Laird, then Cade Simpson should probably be your next bet. On a negative front, uh, it's no coincidence that a few of these guys are in my team. Robbie Gray once again dished up another 60. Um, it's not good enough from Robbie. We need more out of him, especially if he's going to be one of the top forwards. But at the moment, there's so much murkiness around you know, the 6th, 7th and 8th best forwards that he's probably worth holding on to. Um, but yeah, if he keeps putting up these scores, then he's not going to be in many teams for much longer. Tom Mitchell, the uh, most popular player in fantasy, dished up a pretty miserable 80. Now, 80 isn't the worst type of score, but it was disappointing considering a lot of people were expecting close to double that. Um, everything was pointing towards a massive game. It was his 100th. He's gone against the Suns. Um, yeah, he was in Tassie where he'd scored big before. Hawks were looking up and about. They got a 50-40 point win, so you'd think it would have translated to a big score, but... Tukey Miller apparently uh, ran with him and shut him down, so hopefully this isn't a sign of things to come, but I think the pig will bounce back next week. Another bloke who obviously um, isn't accustomed to these low scores and will probably bounce back as well is Steffi Martin. Uh, disappointing that I traded him in this week and he decided to dish up a 67, but he's better than that. I think from memory this is his worst score of the year. Um, we won't be seeing many of these, hopefully. Um, I'm a little bit worried that Archie Smith might come in alongside or for McInerney, and that might eat away some points from Steph. But yeah, I think big Steph will be okay. Um, I'm a little nervous, but I'm thinking, I think he'll be fine. Noteworthy numbers, uh, because of injuries and shithouse scores, uh, McRae and Sloan top the break-even tally with huge numbers, but until both of them come back in and drop a little bit in price, they shouldn't even be on your radar. There are a few popular names though, like Eddie Kerno, uh, Toby McLean, and the aforementioned uh, Tom Mitchell, <clears throat> and the aforementioned Tom Mitchell, who all have high break-evens in the 140s, um, low 150s. So if you're looking at investing in them, wait on, wait for them to drop in price. Don't wait any longer for the likes of Joel Smith or Mason Redman. Um, it's worth mentioning that Redman, I think, had an ankle complaint, but both of those dudes have low break-evens, along with the likes of Stefan Giro, um, Josh Battle from St Kilda, and there's someone else I'm forgetting. Um, if named Patrick Wilson from the Crows, he could be another um, good cash cow to look at. Form players of the comp, Josh Kelly is uh, head and shoulders above everyone else right now, and like I said, he's pretty much a must-have. If you've already got him, Ollie Wines is actually uh, lighting it up. He's gone at over 125 for his last three, so he's definitely uh, worth looking at. On the other lines, Yoey's the best defender form-wise. Uh, Maxi Gorn, believe it or not, pips Brody Grundy for form in the last three, although Grundy's not too far off him, only about a point or two from memory. So one of those two dudes, if you're looking at upgrading, is the way to go. 
And if you're looking forward, then Devin Smith still remains uh, the number one trade target for mine. I'd wait a week, considering he's got North, who are traditionally tougher to score against, but yeah, his numbers speak for themselves. So when it comes to trade thoughts, um, I'm going to make these quick. Josh Kelly, like I said, must have. Get him in if you can. Ollie Wines is also on the radar. And Clayton Oliver is another uh, you know, lesser-known name who I like the looks of. When it comes to trading in forwards and defenders this week, um, I really like the looks of a couple of value picks. Michael Walters is back from his buy and suspension and should be pretty good against the Lions. And for defence, you can look at Michael Hurley, who... Looks like he's put those injury issues aside and looks like he could be a top six defender for the run home. I've already mentioned about the rookies. Um, all five guys that I've talked about are viable trade-in targets. If Redmond doesn't play because of his ankle, then obviously don't go bringing him in. But if he's named, he's good to go. And then the other blokes, Smith, Giro, Battle, and uh, Patrick Wilson are four guys that you should probably look at if you want to downgrade target. Get out, Robbie Gray, Stephen Cornelio as well. Um, it might be worth waiting another week on those type of guys. The Bont as well probably fits that mould, but if you can wait one more week on those three and they stink it up, then it might be time to move on. Matty Cruiser had a pretty average score. He did injure himself though, but if you've got him and he doesn't play next week because of his injury, then you could sideways trade him or it might be a bit of an upgrade, like I said, to get Gorney or Grundy. Trade outs. Um, rookies who are topped out in price are your priority, so if you've still got Kelly or Duday, um, then it's probably time to go for them. Matty Guelphy as well, he served his job. Probably going to get you another 50 to 70 for the next couple of weeks, but if you can move him on and turn him into something better, like one of those value guys I talked about, then definitely do that. Or you could even shop out uh, the likes of Rice or Austin, who might both not be named in the side against uh, for the Saints. You could probably even look at uh, turning Rioli or Liam Ryan in your forward line to you know, the likes of Wilson or someone else to make a bit of dough if you need to there. With the exception of Cruz's injury, there wasn't too much carnage. Um, Trelaw pulled up pretty sore um, from what looked like a bad hamstring, although apparently it was a bit of cramp. There's nothing too major, but watch his uh, status. Should be good to go next week, but yeah, definitely monitor him. Burgoyne as well isn't really fantasy relevant, but he hurt his string. Uh, Billy Hartung, who <laughs> was a late inclusion for Jacobs, and then actually hurt himself as another uh, maybe draft-relevant guy who is on the injury wire. So, yeah, if you have either of those two dudes, then act accordingly. The only other dude is who's not on your fantasy side would be Harris Andrews, who got absolutely KO'd by Jeremy Cameron. And that transitions perfectly into suspension talk. Uh, Cameron is set to probably miss about a month on the sidelines for his pretty dirty blow on Andrews. He kind of led with his forearm and... KO'd poor Andrews, and he didn't take any further part in the game, so Cameron's definitely due for a stint on the sidelines. The only other thing was Oscar McDonald uh, copped a fine for whacking Todd Marshall. Um, got a 50 for it. It was a bit of a late hit, but nothing too malicious about it. So all the fantasy-relevant injury and suspension news, really. So with that said, my trades this week are looking at downgrading someone, probably one of my bench topped-out rookies like McInerney, or one of the Saints boys, maybe even one of the Eagles, and uh, getting in a, a cheap rookie. From there, I'm then going to throw that money on top of Guelphy, and I might get Mickey Walters. I might try and push to get a unique midfielder, like a Wines or a Whitfield, uh, Wines or a uh, Dave Beams even, or maybe look at Clayton Oliver. But definitely uh, a lot to plan for next week. Finally, we're back to fielding 22, so... A lot of these rookie guys who will go to our bench can be used as uh, 
guys to generate revenue. We can trade out blokes who are doing shit house and finally make some money to turn our best 22 for the run home. Uh, good luck in round 15. Thanks for tuning in. Plenty of interesting stuff planned uh, next week. I'm going to be doing my big NBA free agency preview. I'll do once again a uh, Dream Team talk. Forgotten few. Um, that'll probably go up Thursday as per usual. So check that out. And then obviously uh, sportsbyfry.com will be home to a lot more other uh, content throughout the week. Going to probably do an NFL piece. It's been a while since I touched on that. Might even do a bit of a World Cup wrap um, when we get through the group stage and get to the knockout rounds. But we'll see what happens. Until next time, though, peace.